came from outer space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop. The from outer space. Well, boys, it's good to be back. Having a couple of brews with you guys. Brews with your brews, huh? It's your boy Rob Scott. Back with the podcast from outer space. We got Adam Narlock in the house tonight. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And as always, it's Ryan Scott. Hello, everybody. And once again, we are brought to you by Pamp Coffee, brewed here locally in San Diego. And uh, if you want to go check them out, that's uh, etsy.com slash shop slash Pamp Coffee. P-A-M-P, motherfuckers. And uh, today's episode, we decided to keep it a little local for you guys. So, you know, maybe you're from San Diego, maybe you're not. If you're listening in tonight, or wherever you are, Proctor Valley. Proctor Valley, yes. Now, first off, Rob is back. Um, hey, Ryan. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> now, we had, I know we said we were going to do one episode without him, but back a little early. We got the research done for this one. Anything? How was that? How was uh, Rob's big day out? Vacation? Mm-hmm. The time off? You know, it was nice to get back home, see everyone back home. You know, interact with some of our legions of listeners oh, back on the East Coast. Pass out some stickers. Threw up some stickers when I was in New York City. So you threw up. Oh, Big Apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now print out some T-shirts. I did not. Uh. Okay, yes. I was on vacation. <laughs> so, so no secret. Uh, we are on to cryptids today, another one of our cryptozoology specials, uh, specifically local to right here in San Diego, the Proctor Valley Monster. Now, in this episode, we are definitely going to discuss the general area of Proctor Valley, greater Proctor Valley, because, again, ton of local stories a ton of mysteries and just, you know, good content surrounding this area that we've come to learn. So, I mean, this episode, we're going to get into the Proctor Valley Road, Proctor Valley Monster, Zoobies, the Lady in Blue, Legends of a Phantom Car, and a bunch more stuff, guys. I mean, this this stuff has everything. I believe this episode was Rob's idea. Am I, am I right in this? Yes, uh, I think you are. I think this was originally my idea to go ahead and hop into this local legend if you will now what is the i mean i don't want to correct me if i'm wrong but this is not specifically cryptid i mean it is in a sense that the monster well yeah the monster i would definitely say is a cryptid um and there's also the paranormal aspect of it yeah yeah there's a few things a phantom menace maybe uh (laughs) urban legend straight up yeah yeah definitely urban legend i mean uh, I mean, any comments, exposure to this thing? Adam, very familiar with this monster, correct? All too familiar. Okay. Not so much with the monster, but Proctor Valley, the location, if you will. Yeah, I mean, right out there by Lakeside, not to put you on blast <laughs> or anything. This is right by you. This is your backyard. Yeah, I so feel like it's halfway between my backyard and your backyard. Okay. Uh, you know, details. Now... Yeah. Uh, Oops. Yeah, how did you find out about this? That intrigues me. Uh, you know, I was just 
when we were kind of brainstorming one time about new ideas, I was thinking it'd be cool to see if there's anything local. Like, I mean, I know there's the Whaley House, but that's not really... I mean, it, I guess it could be in the realm of what we talk about in here. We, do, Maybe we a get into some episode, horror dude. stuff sometimes, but I just thought that was interesting in the fact that there is that uh, Sasquatch-like monster down there. Ooh, yeah. I but, Sam's you know, I will say when I was back home, I was talking with Jed about it. He'd never even heard of it. And we were relating it to kind of the, uh, I'll, we'll get into that later. We'll okay. get into it later. later <laughs> well, that thought we'll get into it later. Um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. I'll get to it yeah, when yeah. we're on the topic, okay. you know? Okay. Yeah. Like when I first moved back here, <clears throat> I lived with this family and like, this was like a treat for them. Like Friday nights instead of, I don't know, like we would drive out to Proctor Valley and just hang out in the middle oh. of the road. Yeah. Oh, classic. Yeah. Yeah. This is what they did as a family. Yeah. So, um, not judging. I'd we're co-stunning, guys. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what we did. We'd go to the Whaley house. We would walk around <laughs> Old Town. Like, we'd go to Proctor Valley. Like, they, they loved that stuff. Oh, we'd, they love ghosts. Oh, just anything paranormal. We'd be up till, like, 3 o'clock in the morning watching Psycho or Insidious, that kind of stuff, man. Were you hanging out with Psycho. Billy at all? <laughs> sure felt like it sometimes. <laughs> all right, so just, you know, little caveat, uh, if you will. Before diving in, uh, I'm going to say, you know, in doing all the research for this one, these seem to be mostly uh, textbook tall tales. Hmm. Uh, you know, this, all these legends, you know, they hit every cliche of an urban legend, which I was thinking about. Uh, what's the, probably the most popular urban legend you guys know of? Blair Witch. Rob? That's not even real. <laughs> Rob? <laughs> All right, what, what's the most popular urban legend you know of? I mean, I feel like it's kind of subjective to where you live, though, because you know how, like, Bunny Man Bridge? The man just wants to know what okay, you yeah, think. Okay, yeah, urban legend. Okay, so Bunny Man Bridge. Again, now, why are they called urban legends when, like, most of them happen in, like, remote areas? Wrong turn kind of shit. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll just go ahead and get into it. This is what me and Jed were talking about. Yes, yes. We were saying <laughs> how the lady in blue is kind of similar to the stories you hear back home about Elbow Road. Ooh. Oh, oh, exactly. What Which is you. what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. yeah, it hits every cliche and of that, I like uh, classic. You know, drive down this road, see uh, see footprints, or you know, something ghost, like that. Yeah. Well, we were saying maybe just you chalk it all up to because I mean, how many times we drove down that road at night oh, trying to find countless, something? Countless. Never saw anything. So we were saying, you know, maybe those are all just bullshit stories to keep people from going out to these remote locations to fuck. Because, I mean, <laughs> you know that's what teenagers are doing anyways. A hundred percent. They're like, where can I not get caught? Where can I pull over this car oh, for yeah, like yeah. 20 minutes? Definitely. And that's I mean, what that, I think. Uh, it kind of leads into. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of, I think, urban legends are, are like that. Like, uh, And also, well, I mean, t- to answer my own question here, I think it's like... Uh, Urban legends are spread through, like, you know, media or, like, news outlets or, or that kind of like thing. Like Urban Dictionary. Yeah, or, like, Creepypasta, Ooh. you know? Like, all... Or, like, Reddit, uh, you know? Like, you ever go on the subreddit No Sleep? Actually, a lot of stuff about Proctor Valley on there. But, yeah, I mean, just that's a little caveat. I mean, most everything I could find seemed to stem from an article from uh, The Reader, which is a local magazine here in San Diego... Uh, this article was written in 2001. There's also another great piece uh, from 2003 by Star News, which is a local Chula Vista newspaper. Uh, ton of YouTube videos from kids going out there at night. 
those mostly seem to be from like 2013 on. Mm. Um, and I also found a, the Union Tribune article, which is in the uh, Bonita the Museum, museum yeah. uh, from 2003. You know, a few blog posts from 2006, but everything seems to be written. Everything else is like internet stuff from 2013 on. I, I found no official like news reports or police reports. Like I was watching this night as YouTube video. This guy had a clip of a 911 call in there that oh, he said yeah, was linked yep. to Proctor Valley. And I and I go through the comments because I'm like, where did he get this call? And someone said like, hey, where'd you get the audio from the beginning of this clip? And his comment back was just, ah, yes. I will start putting the credit in my videos. <laughs> <laughs> I, comment, I even commented on there. I was like, hey, no, where did you get the clip? Like, what? how do you corroborate this to the story? Like, how does this connect? <laughs> this could be a random fucking 911 clip. Right. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I didn't find any official police reports except for maybe one, which we'll get into. Uh, and you know, I'll basically say right up front, we've we've solved the case on this one. I pretty much solved the case. You cracked the code. Yeah, um, and we'll get into that. But uh, so this Colombo, he <laughs> pretends to be stupid. <laughs> so Proctor Valley Road. Um, do we want? I mean, is there anything else y'all want to say? I just wanted to just. I feel like a lot of people aren't familiar with the Bunny Man Bridge thing, but I also wanted to drop in there that the Cavalier. Everyone always talks about how that's on it. That's pretty, yeah, pretty notable one from back home. And mm -hmm. then also, I don't. Would you consider? Did you ever hear about that guy that was apparently like people were pulling over on Colonial Parkway, like way back in like the '60s, I think, and they were pulling over to like hook up on the side of that road because it's like a pretty deserted, long stretch of road. And this guy was pulling up, pretending to be a cop, and like killing these young couples back in the 60s. Mm, I'm going to stop you right there. No, I never heard about that. <laughs> but for those listeners that don't know, uh, we are all from the Virginia area, United States, Virginia Beach. A uh, lot of local legends around there. I mean, Pungo Witch, Cavalier Hotel. Ooh, Pungo um, Witch of Pungo is a ooh, good one. Yeah. Elbow Road. You know, look into all this stuff. We're not going to get into that stuff on this episode. Maybe another episode for another day. But they all tie in to not being in a remote location. Yeah. Similar local legends. Um, so Proctor Valley Road. Set the scene for you. Uh, Proctor Valley is tucked into the southwest corner of San Diego County. Now, Proctor Valley Road, about... You know, a little over nine-mile stretch of road that runs through the valley connecting Hamul to East Lake and Chula Vista. Now, the road is dirt for a good stretch, mm -hmm. would you say? Uh, I mean, how many miles of dirt would you say it is? Less than nine miles. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say like five or six probably. Okay. Uh, now... It is only paid for a small portion before it turns into a dirt road, and there is a bunch of activity reported on this road. Um, so, I mean, let's hop right into some of the more... Uh, you know, I pulled all the legends and the most popular renditions of them. Some of the more bizarre legends, uh, before we get to the monster himself, you know, we'll save him for last, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, Phantom Car. Adam, you want to read, read this story for us? It's said that while out in the middle of nowhere, alone or with friends, in the dark on Proctor Valley Road, drivers will see behind them a pair of headlights. These lights... <laughs> because when I see headlights, I just think of big old titties. Okay, let's, let's get our mind out of the gutter for a minute. All right, so the phantom car. Do it up, do it up. Do it up. It's said that while out in the middle of nowhere, alone, or maybe with friends, 
in the dark on Proctor Valley Road. Drivers will see behind them a pair of headlights. These lights will appear to be gaining on them. No matter how fast you go, the headlights will continue to get closer and closer until they're finally right up on your ass, tailgating you almost, almost running into your fucking car. These alleged lights appear not to be attached to anything, just darkness, no car, no body, no windows, nothing behind the lights, just the headlights. The headlights will chase you until the end of the dirt road, and then they just stop right on the edge of the pavement. If you stick around to watch, they'll reverse back down the dirt road, eventually disappearing into the darkness. See, I'm glad he's back. Now, I know that if I saw that, I'm not sticking around to watch <laughs> him put themselves in reverse. It makes me think of like that car from Harry Potter. It could be a crackhead. Never a big Potter fan. Well, okay, well, they fly <laughs> this car to the school. It crashes. It's enchanted, so it like, drives off into the woods. And then later in the movie, this car comes and saves them. So that's what you think this is? The car oh, from I'm Harry Potter? <laughs> 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 Maybe. It, that's what it reminds okay. him of. <laughs> and what else does it remind you of? Headlights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam. Come on, share what does that remind you of? Share share with uh, the listeners. Ask Rob about our first experience no, at Hooters. No, come on, come on. Hooters. Why do headlights remind you of boobs? You ain't never heard them called headlights? <laughs> Not, Not that I could say. Headlights, hair, okay. cannons. Hair? She's <laughs> got great hair. Yeah, great hair. You never now, heard I heard... One? So this is one thing I did here. Um, it's no secret. She got to stop saying that. <laughs> Proctor Valley. Uh, mere seven miles, give or take, from the border. Something like that. So a lot of people saying this was like this road, very remote. Uh, this was like, uh, you know, human trafficking, drug smuggling route. Yikes. So I guess the like cartels, if you will, uh, kind of spread this legend to like keep kids off the road so that if, you know, they saw a car, they'd kind of get the hell out of the way or something like that. Mm. Plausible, right? They want to be having sex out there. Yeah, I mean, right there. I mean, one news report I did see was from, like, uh, they found a dead body out there. I think it was in, like, 2016. You guys want to see a dead body? And apparently it was from just, like... An undocumented... Yeah, guy uh, just refugee. that was crossing the border, and he, boom, just succumbed to the elements out there. Yikes. Very sad. Um, but, I mean, very plausible that this is the case. Could be. Could be. Um, but other than that, I mean, no... I mean, you know, I saw stuff on blog posts about the Phantom Card type of stuff, but no, like, uh, I mean, I guess there wouldn't really be official reports. Like, it's such a remote area. Like, if that happened to you, you're not going to fucking go report that, right? No one would believe you, dude. Yeah. That'd be like the Mothman. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's exactly like the Mothman. Okay. All right. Okay, so... Um, so some people might report it. <laughs> All right, so we'll get on to this next one. This next one is the Haven Bakery. Um, now, at the end of Proctor Valley Road lies the small town of Hamul. Um, population of a little more than 6,000, give or take. This was from, like, the 2010 census, so probably a little more. And they built that new casino out there, so probably a little <laughs> more. Um, now, in this town, there was allegedly the Haven Bakery, and this tale reads... One day, the owner of the Haven Bakery comes home to discover his daughter hanging by her neck from the ceiling in the basement. He snaps and goes completely insane, killing all of his workers in the restaurant, stacking their bodies in the restaurant bathroom, and then hangs himself. Before the place was torn down, it was rumored to have been extremely haunted. 
particularly the bathroom and basement. The basement was rumored to contain the ghost of a little girl. Now see, coming from the area, like hanging out with this family that I knew all this stuff, uh-huh, uh-huh. I heard a different telling. Like I just heard like the guy, man, I'm trying to remember the story exactly. I know he ends up like killing his family, uh-huh. like himself. Okay. But I'm okay. pretty sure he tries to set the bakery on fire for some insurance money first. Oh, so a little H.H. Holmes action. That's what I, maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay. I swear that's what yeah, I Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of legends about this. Now, um, this one seems to be like the most completely like made up. Like this just completely pulled out of thin air. Um, about like every blog post I wrote, read on this, I, and I, believe me, I read a lot. <laughs> um, at least one person would comment uh, this is all across the board, you know, no matter if it was on like Reddit, um, you know, San Diego paranormal ghost hunters.blogspot.com or like anything like that. I would read, uh, at least one person would comment and be like, uh, you know, I've lived in Hamul my whole life. Like there was never a Haven bakery. There was never a bakery that even existed. Um, there is images of a sign in an abandoned bakery though. Yeah, and yeah. some say it existed, but it was just like, you know, creepy, Let's go fucking smoke weed in the old abandoned house hangout for kids. I right. mean, every town every has town. that. And, or like, you know, an abandoned area. And this is actually why it was torn down. Uh, and there is no, I mean, zero reports of this massacre or anything like that in Amul anywhere. I couldn't find anything. I mean, if that happened, if a guy killed his whole family, you think there would be, <laughs> there would be some type of report, some type of news article on that. Well, a lot of the times they don't report on suicides, though. So if it was double suicide, you wouldn't hear the report of that, but you might hear of the well, other people that were killed. Yeah, I killed the whole bakery staff. But now, what if all it, <laughs> also, here's another theory. Okay. I'm just throwing this all out right. here. I'm just, just spitballing here. Okay. So, you know, it's right by the border. <laughs> okay. Maybe yeah, these are some called? undocumented people that are working for them. So they're not even going to be able to identify who these people are, so they're not going to report anything about it. Now, I mean, it's fucked up to think that. Oh uh, well, I know. So I don't get why this guy would. Dis- <laughs> so imagine this: you're a baker, okay? You come home, daughter's hanging from the ceiling, brutal. You know, brutal. write a song about it. Seven eight six one. So you're going to kill your whole bakery staff? Why well, would he kill his it. whole staff? It's a bakery. There's probably like three people that work there. It's not like he has like he's working for Amazon. There's like a hundred people in the bakery. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't still give him the right to just kill him. Oh, there's only three people. Might as well fucking kill him. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is maybe it wasn't like a fucking crazy massacre type situation. Maybe it was just like well, that a three. I think how how many people does it have to be to be literally a massacre? Does anybody got a reading Ooh. on that? Ooh. It's starting to get dark. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Hold on. I say at least over four. I don't know. I saw Boondock Saints. There was a massacre. Now, this says a large number of people. I guess oh, three is not a large number of people, but still, I mean, that's nonetheless, um, you know, that's no excuse. Uh, but, but still, why would this guy kill his, his workers? They're making him money, you know? Maybe they weren't making him money. That's why he had to burn the place down. Okay, so, you know, bunch of legends on this. Um, but as stated before, 
I think what this one seems to be is just, you know, classic abandoned creepy kid hangout spot where legends just sort of, you know, spiraled out of control. Like it was the time that we went ghost hunting in VA and we went to the old um, school. There was an old school for like um, slaves. Very racist. Uh, old <laughs> That's sc- not what it was. You made that up. That's what I'm Billy. No, it was a school for <laughs> slaves, but remember I told Billy there was a massacre there yeah. and just to freak him out, something like that, you know, and then uh, word of mouth yeah, just yeah, spreads yeah. and it becomes, you know, this whole thing. Uh, I mean, countless times we went out there trying to find crazy shit. <laughs> Next case we'll get to. Um, and this one, a little more credible. So we've got the woman in blue or white. Uh, now, I wonder if she was wearing that dress from the meme a, a few years ago. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Maybe uh, she's God wearing that dress and people don't know or something. Maybe that's but, where it came from. Okay, so... so I the, to stop you to ask what color her dress is. Yes. Now, the basic tale is this. <laughs> Some say this woman is a hitchhiker in either a blue or a white gown. Legend has it if you pick her up, she'll kill you before you get to the end of the road. And then other stories say that if you don't pick her up, she'll kill you before you get to the end of the road. <laughs> so it's the same uh, little catch-22 there. You're damned if you do, damned if yeah. you don't. Yeah. Some believe her to be a girl who died in a car accident on prom night, now looking for a ride home. But other versions of the story have her being possibly raped, murdered, and now trying to get vengeance on her killers. Even more versions of the story have her as a part of a cult that wears blue nightgowns. And she's been described as both a woman in all white with a horribly mutilated face or as a woman in blue lying huddled on the road in the fetal position, seeing the approaching car begin to wave your arms to flag down the drivers. So right off the bat, um, I'm thinking, you know, Susie Q killed on prom night. Uh, do we remember the film Disney Channel original film, Susie Q? With the pink ranger? Oh, yeah. Who? Oh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking Susie Q. Um, but As he starts disappearing. That movie was that. I mean, this is a classic tale. Uh, I, I tale as, is old as time. <laughs> yeah. I assume, like, most towns have a legend similar. I mean, like we were saying, Elbow Road from Virginia Beach, it's somebody wrecked on the road or, like, a hitchhiker was killed, and then you see her on the road, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, was it? Did you have anything in Pittsburgh, like in college days, or anything? Pick up uh, any hitchhikers? No, man. Well, I'm just saying the whole university—it's a Catholic university—is supposed to be haunted. Like all these nuns uh, are supposed to be like floating. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of haunted universities, especially on the East Coast, right? Older, Old, yeah. yeah. We used to get drunk in the graveyard all the time. Yeah, you know, um, classic. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think every place has like a, a legend similar to this. Uh, again. I had to do some digging on this legend. Um, no reports uh, that fit the description of anybody killed on prom night or any any sort of thing like that. Um, there was a few like missing people reports, uh, mostly from like one was like a hooker or something. Uh, one was like this late. Apparently, some lady was like poisoned. This is a cold case. I looked up on the sheriff's department hmm. website, nineteen seventy eight. Some lady in overalls found out there, Jane Doe. Like, they have no idea who she was. Was that her real name? Uh, no, it's Jane Doe. They have no <laughs> idea who she was. And po- Rob's honestly asking. Poisoned out there. And, uh, you know, still don't know. The cold- case is cold to this day. They asked for information in 2014. 
Um, but I mean, other than that, no reports of like um, car accident, like people died in a car accident, like in the seventies or anything like that. Hmm. Now, in the research that I did, I only found stories of if you pick her up, you'll get killed. Now, where was this research? Uh, I could pull the website for you. Copied and pasted from Wikipedia. And BuzzFeed. It's not on Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a BuzzFeed article on it, right? No, this is what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't matter the um, picking you up, killing you. You know, that's all kind of like. Either way. Yeah. Well, then I heard that if you pull over to, like, help her out, she'll disappear. And then later down the road, she appears in your backseat, and that's when shit starts going crazy. I mean, either way, Ooh. this is a classic cliche I know, but that's tale. a lot creepier than Hitchhike. if you pick her up, she's going to kill you. If you don't pick her up, she's going to kill you. <laughs> no, it is. A, if, so in some legends, it's if you pick her up, and in others, it's if you don't. Well, I it's was not, just hey. the ones that I heard. I was just sharing which the are, ones I heard. Which fit the description that if you pick her up, she'll kill you. Yeah, but it didn't say the part about how she disappears and then reappears. Kind of creepy. Well, most ghosts are creepy. <laughs> Not Casper. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that old YouTube video, you know, where oh. the car's like coming down the road. In like Spain or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching and that. And then the zombie chick just appears. And so now further into my investigation, obviously doing some digging on this. Obviously. Um, this whole like lady in blue. So I start looking up this whole cult aspect of it because, you know, I thought, hell, this is interesting. If there's a cult, you know, doing sacrifices, rituals, God knows what out mm. near Proctor Valley, I want to know about it. So I come across the Unarius Academy of Science. Familiar with this one? Right down Both? the street. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Al Cajon. So Unarius. Um, this stands for Universal Articulate Interdimensional Understanding of Science. Um, now, this was founded, this academy was founded by Ernest and Ruth, also known as Uriel uh, Norman, in 1954 uh, in L.A., but later moved its headquarters to right down the road, El Cajon, California. Um this organization claims to advance a new interdimensional science of life based on fourth-dimensional physics principles. Ernest had said that he had channeled the material for his some um, hundred-plus books published via his psychic connections with extraterrestrial intelligence. Um, now, just a little, a little preview of one of his books, uh, In the Truth About Mars... Ernest Norman claimed that the Chinese <laughs> evolved from an ancient interstellar migrants who began colonizing Mars a million years ago. They are reported to have returned to Mars where they live in underground cities after being attacked by the natives of Earth. Is this guy writing science fiction or this is what he believes <laughs> oh, yeah. to be true? Now, all the key, like the key, um, and all they provide, they provide students with uh, teachings of spiritual advancement for the betterment of mankind. Uh, their central tenets of belief uh, include healing through past life therapy and contact with the Space Brothers <laughs> uh, and a prophecy that predicts a mass landing of starships. Now, we'll play this little uh, clip just to, you know... Get a sense of where this is Uriel talking. She took over after Norman died. I want to drink whatever Kool Aid this guy has. I am Uriel. 
there will be 33 starships come from various planets and uh, descend to Earth and land on Unarius property that I have purchased 15 years ago for this very purpose. These ships, starships, will land. They have been built so that they all interconnect. And when they are uh, descended, they will land and it will be a permanent structure on uh, the Earth world where people can come from all over the world to study and learn. And each ship will be loaded with 1,000 passengers from each world. So that means we'll have 33,000 what you call aliens. To me, they're my beloved advanced brothers and sisters from these other worlds. I am very familiar with all the people who will come. I have been working with them for many, many thousands of years. These ships have been built of crystal and gold and will last eternally. So now you might be asking yourself, hey, what the hell does all this have to do with Proctor Valley? Um, you know, that land that she mentioned. So in November of 73, Uriel uh, took over after Norman's death, um, started dressing like Glenda, the witch of the good. <laughs> well, weird that she's in East County. And she's looking like the good witch of the East. Yep. <laughs> looking like a nice <laughs> bit of repulsa, man. Yeah. And so she purchased some 67 acres. And where might that have been for these space brothers to land? <laughs> right out there in Hamul, California, for the landing site of these alleged space brothers mentioned before. Um, now... Let's just take a look at uh, these these photos of Uriel, and I'll put some of these photos on the uh, Instagram. What are we thinking right off the bat? I mean, I'm honestly a little bit intrigued is the word that you're looking for. You want to describe these photos for our listeners that can't see this? Um, Make this the If they don't Google have Instagram. Or? All right, number one, it looks like she is at a play playing the witch that you just mentioned from Wizard of Oz. She looks like <laughs> she's a fucking stunt double for that lady. Second, it looks like a picture of her talking to the... Now, these white gowns, right? Possibly this lady in white right out there by Hamul. Mm. Maybe she's wandering around. Now... It's a little moldy. <laughs> I mean, mm. the, their whole thing hinged on these Space Brothers landing in 2001. That never happened. She died before 2001. Mm. Possibly. Well, maybe that's why they didn't come. Or, or maybe she's Roman. Maybe she transcended. She's wandering around Hamul looking for these space brothers. Looking lady in white. Back. Yeah, hey, but man. these reports of the lady on Proctor Valley are dating back way before that. 70s. Yo, this lady There's looks no like accounts of the lady in blue um, before the 70s. Yeah, you just said blue. This lady's wearing white. Okay, yeah, blue or white. Remember right, we she said had the white dress, illusion. but it got moldy now, over time. And we also saw she wears a lot of different clothes. Mm -hmm. She could have a blue She's fucking got like a on. Joseph in the rainbow colored Technicoat out there. Yeah, this lady fucking looks insane. Maybe that's how they get people in the cult. You saw the video. <laughs> they bring them in uh, when they're out there on Proctor Valley Road. <sighs> okay, so, you know, possible explanation. Highly unlikely, but <laughs> maybe. Um... 
But I actually started going doing a lot of research on this cult. We should do an episode on them. Uh, I mean, sign me up. <laughs> I'll join for the sake of uh, the podcast. It's like a science, dude. Yeah. Okay. So moving right along. Now let's get into the Proctor Valley monster, the fucking granddaddy himself. Uh, classic tale. Now, most popular that I could find was this. So two teens are driving through Proctor Valley late at night when they get a flat tire. Uh, the guy pulls to the side of the road under a tree. Uh, he gets out to have a look at the damage. Suddenly, it is dead silent. The girl is still in the car. There's no sign of her boyfriend anywhere. Uh, petrified, she locks the doors and hides in the back seat, fearing for her life. The next thing she hears is a scraping on the roof of the car. <laughs> this persists throughout the night. Uh, when the sheriff's deputies helped her from the car the next day, surrounding the car are big, animal-like footprints. She also learns that the scratching on the roof had been her boyfriend's fingernails. His arms dangling from a body torn and bloody, hanging upside down from a tree, a victim of the Proctor Valley monster. And he did. And he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> he ate them bones and all. Now, that's a classic tall tale. That's like the hook uh, guy. Was that town that dreaded sundown? Like this guy in the hook, and it's like his hook is scratching. In the up. hook? The guy had a hook for a hand. I know what you did last summer. Similar. That, that probably evolved from it. Yeah, it was funny because I had never heard this story before. And like the last time I went down Proctor Valley Road with this family... Like, we had all the windows down and everything. We were kind of, like, just, like, literally, like, five, ten miles an hour going super slow, like, down the road. And I hopped out my window on top of the car and started, like, dragging my hands so it sounded like claws, like, scratching the top of the car. And then I banged, like, the front window from the side. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? What? You were car surfing? <laughs> yeah. You were man. ghost riding the whip on well, the fucking... Yeah, I didn't, even know, I, didn't even know, I didn't even know about this story, though, when I did that. That was funny, man. Did they... So they knew you were up there? No, no one knew I was up there. You just hopped out of the car silently <laughs> on the well, roof. No, through the window. Through the window. <laughs> and nobody noticed just, that. like, pitch black. Yeah. Unreal. That I is unfucking real. How fucking stoned were you guys? I wasn't. How drunk were they? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this. Okay. So, I mean, since around the 1970s, give or take, uh, late 60s maybe, the Proctor Valley Monster has been described as an oddly built bovine. That's a cow. Uh, yeah, right? some sort of cow-headed monster, anywhere from six to seven feet tall, hairy, like... Uh, Nick Bankowski. Like a Sasquatch, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but more closely resembling a minotaur <laughs> uh, and hiding on the outskirts of Chula Vista. Now, supposedly as early as at least the 1950s, maybe like mid-50s, there had been reports of livestock mutilation within the valley. And even the Proctor Valley monsters' footprints have been discovered. Uh, yeah, there is a go see one. Yep, there is a cast of his footprint at the Bonita Museum in Chula Vista. Free to visit, by the Measures way. Measures about 18 inches long. We went there today to do some research for you guys, and I'll put the picture on the Instagram. Yeah. Uh, 
Rob and Teabag <laughs> right there by the fucking actual cast. Now, apparently, like, nobody knows how they came, how this museum came to, like, obtain this cast. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, we got this cast. Uh, who knows where it came from? <laughs> just like, Aliens. Yeah. But, um, so I'm doing some digging, you know. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this tale. Um, and I came across some pure gold. So, you know, let's take a look at some of the possible explanations, uh, origins of this tale. Like, most theories claim that it was essentially started by kids, mm-hmm. you know, by kids for kids <laughs> um, in the 60s and just kind of grew and grew from there, like we were talking about. Um, Proctor Valley, you know, it's a rural place, um, kind of like let's go smoke weed by the creek type place, like for kids to go. Um, it was an unpaved road. There was it's nobody just, out there. Is everywhere a place to go smoke weed in these stories? No, rural places, like you said. Hey, these legends are to keep kids out of these rural places because mm. that's where they're porking each other and fucking <laughs> smoking weed and huffing uh, keyboard people, cleaner, eating yeah. Tide Pods or whatever they do <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> now, uh, Jesus Ice Christ. bucket challenge. Yeah, so... You know, this is an unpaved road. There was, like, nobody out there to debunk the tales. Uh, right on the outside of town, but close enough to town, you know, that it could be taken seriously. Uh, kids go out there to not be bothered. It's like fucking Lord of the Flies out there. <laughs> so, doing some digging. So, Chula Vista school board member Cheryl Cox, who remembers the tale from her high school days in the 60s, She claimed in a Union Tribune article that, and I quote, it was a story that got better and better because it was on the edge of town. It was close, but it was so far. Now, I also got some comments. Uh, These were just, I thought these were fucking hilarious. Um, So these were comments from that 2001 Reader article I mentioned. Uh, and this comment was left on August 16th, 2016, 11.23 a.m. In the 60s, a group of us from Bonita High School were getting stoned and drunk while on a dirt road in Proctor Valley. These guys were out here getting crossfaded before it was cool. We partied a lot out there back then. No cops or people to bother us. We would tell ghost stories that we knew and would make up new ones. This was when the Proctor Valley monster idea came up. We all had a good laugh when it started to be picked up by everybody. There's nothing like sitting around and smoking joints and making up stories that would get blown out of proportion when told over and over again. So you see, this fable on the Proctor Valley monster was started by a group of Bonita Vista High School students who were stoned. I know because I was there. Gregory D. McLean. Now, this response to the above comment is written on August 16th, 2016, 12.26 p.m. Funny that Gregory McLean apparently fried his brain a bit from the weed and whatever else he was up there doing at the time. LSD, maybe. For the record, the legend started long before Bonita Vista High School was even built. BVH opened in the late 60s, and we heard the tale in the early 60s in junior high. And those of us who were brave in the mid-60s, 64 to 68 high school and college days, took our girl or girls out to park and, you know, Anyway, I parked out there with my steady girlfriend out on many occasions in those years mentioned, and that ended when I went into the Air Force in late 68. It was quiet but popular place. Other parked there usually 100 yards or so apart, and even though we heard stories about the Proctor Valley monster, we didn't much believe it, and the hormones certainly overrode any fear. 
During the two years at Southwestern between 66 and 68, we went out there a lot. Even chased cows over the hills in our 63 pickup. I hope old Greg there is under some care for his drugs-damaged head, though. So they're kind Savage. of discounting Greg, saying, hey. Old Greg. Savage. This guy wants to take credit for the Proctor Valley Monster. Not happening. This so, guy's just humble bragging about how much he was <laughs> fucked. Yeah, yeah, he's basically fucking Bob this, Seger. This is like Uncle Rico. It's Bob Seger. Yeah, back in 68, I was fucking so many chicks, I can't even keep count. <laughs> night moves. Out past I was the, in the Air Force, so you know I was getting fucking laid every night. What does he say? Out past the cornfield where the woods got heavy? Back in the seat of our 67. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Bob Seger song. We solved it. The well, Proctor Valley well, Monster came a, from a Bob, Bob Seger song. I got a comment and tell this guy, wow, you just stole that story from Bob Seger. Go fuck <laughs> yeah. yourself. Okay. Two years so uh, post from SD Paranormal. Saw one on here. Now, hilarious. I have to read this one. So this is from SD Paranormal by I Homie G.I., that's homie uh, with a three. Yeah, with a, um, a one three. Yeah. Um, from April 23rd, 2009, uh, 6.32 p.m., now this post reads, I went yesterday with some friends, and the lady ghost ghost killed my friend. I'm going back. I'm never going to forget Ronnie. You were a good friend. I'm never going there again. It's all my fault. <laughs> Is this on AIM? The <laughs> comment left on one of the legends of the Proctor Valley Monster. As if you would just, the first thing you do when your friend dies. <laughs> I'm posting about this. No, Ronnie, sorry that I went out there with you. My fault. You died. You were a good friend, yo. <laughs> I'll never forget. Hashtag Ronnie. So, of course, you know, we've got those explanations. So I'm doing some digging. Now, other theories suggest that the Proctor Valley monster could be a twist or possibly the same thing or related somehow to the Alpine Zoobies. Now... You might be asking yourself, uh, just what is a Zuby? Just what is a Zuby? What the fuck is a Zuby? A Zuby snack? So, obviously, I had to do some digging on this as well. Now, Alpine, California, pretty close to Proctor Valley, about 30 miles northeast, give or take. Mm -hmm. um, so, the Zuby story also began in the early 70s. Um, Zubies. One of the more famous accounts of the Zubies comes from a 1992 interview with Sergeant Doug. Uh, you guys got a reading on that? Doug Hughes? Hoose? Doug Hussey? I think it's, Whoa. I think it's Hughes. Okay, Doug Hughes of San Diego County Sheriff's Department. Um, now, this was taken from a book called The Bigfoot Files by Peter Gutia. Also known as BFF. Now, this, in this book, uh, he claims that an alpine psychiatrist, Dr. Bador, you guys got a reading on that? Bador. Bador. Uh, is the key witness in this case, uh, and he had several encounters. So, you know, an overview of this case, basically one night, uh, these two, this guy, Sergeant Hughes, uh, pulls over this guy, and he's got a forty-four Magnum on the passenger seat of his car. And, again, keep in mind, it's early 70s. So they're like, yo, what's up with this, dog? Like, why you got this gun? 
Uh, he tells them, you know, it's because he feared, quote unquote, zoobies. Now he doesn't fear the Reaper. He fears <laughs> yes. zoobies. This is very seventies, man. Now he said. Now the sergeant said, like he didn't say zoobie, but that's what him and his partner heard. So that's just kind of the name that stuck. Uh, and basically, these guys had the night shift, and they were assigned to this doctor's house, and they would like patrol it, keep an eye out on the place, and they got a ton of info from him because they opened a case on this. Uh, sighting. And so he described the Zuby as a large, upright, walking, hairy human creature. Now, I know what you're thinking. Rob Scott? Possibly a bear? Maybe. Possibly a bear, right? Uh, According to the sergeant, as a direct quote, I don't think I've ever heard of a bear sighting in San Diego County. And again, I've been in the area almost 23 years. Yo, that's true, man. I There you go. Um, you know, this could have been written off. So some of the stories, some of the cases. Um, here we go. Who wants to take uh, this first story? One of the stories I recall happened when the doctor got home after dark one night. They had chickens there, and earlier he'd called his wife to say he was going to be late and to remind her to feed the chickens before nightfall, which she did. When the doctor got home, he had to exit his car, open the gate, drive through and stopped, then got out of the car again to close the gate behind him. He said that when he went to close the gate that night, he heard a very low, very guttural voice say, Here, chicky, chicky, chicky. So apparently these zoobies could kind of mimic human voices. Now this apparently was the guy mimic, the zoobie was mimicking his wife feeding the chickens. Um, <laughs> That's not the only thing he was doing. Now... <laughs> Another story is, uh, again, straight from the sergeant's mouth. So you know it's legit. Now, this one actually scared the fuck out of me, Mm -hmm. I will admit. So the batters had made it a habit to never go out after dark. But one night, they were out with their son to call in their pet dog. In the dark, the boy thought he saw the dog near a corner of the house, and he called out to it. Well... The dog came running back from a different corner. And what they first thought was the dog turned out to be the smaller Zuby. Apparently, it had been lying down and got up and stood and walked the opposite way, joining the other two, the larger male and female, and they walked off into the brush. I mean, now just imagine that. That's kind of fucking creepy. (laughs) You're calling your dog and you literally see the dog and then it's like, just stands up and it's this fucking Sam Squatch thing <laughs> walking in the woods. That's fucking scared the that would scare the fuck out of me. Yeah. yeah. Would you still wait outside for your dog or would you just go back inside? Oh, I would one hundred percent go back inside. <laughs> or I would go chase it with a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that just scared the shit out of you. You're yeah. gonna go chasing it. Oh, you gotta phase your fears, dude, okay. like Bruce Wayne. Now okay. So throughout the years, attempts to interview this Dr. Badur by researchers not involved have failed. Uh, As recent as July of 92, this guy still refused to comment at length on his family's experiences. Uh, He claims that he is going to tell his whole story in an upcoming book and that the Zubies of Alpine altered his view of reality, he says. Uh, He says his book, along with the truth about Zubies, will quote-unquote, impact mankind. Although it has, I did look into this, been some, like, 40 years, 40-so, give or take, 
Uh, no book. How's that novel coming? <laughs> and I think this guy's actually dead. Uh, because huh. in this book, they said like this book would be published after his death. So I think he died. Uh, gotta be recently. Yeah. Now, so the Zuby story. Proctor Valley Monster could be one of these Zubies, you know, got down, wandered a little too far, mm. maybe sighted around, you know, mid-70s. But plaster casts don't match up. In fact, they are very different. The Zuby footprint from Alpine, 1971, um, got a photo of that. And I'll put these both side by side on the Instagram. Um, and then there's also... Um, the cast that we saw at the museum by Richard Pena. Now this is more of like, you know, it's got like, looks like a little thumb in there, uh, a heel that kind of hooks around. Um, very different plaster cast. So likely not the same creature. I mean, if I'm being honest and we just went and saw this thing down in uh, Bonita. Yes, we did. It's really reminded me of that plaster cast in, uh, that Sasquatch movie? What's the name of that movie? Sasquatch Gang? Yeah. How? <laughs> <laughs> it's completely different. I know, but it's like, dude, look at it. It looks like someone just carved that out of clay and <laughs> put it in a fucking box. It kind of reminds me of like, uh, no I feel No disrespect like to the Bonita people. I mean, there are some nice people down there, but it just doesn't look. I feel like this might be a, uh, like a, if a Baphomet had a, f- a foot, this is what it would be? Like, if he didn't have hooves? I know? guess, but it's just... Like some w- sort of demon beast. Number one, doesn't look like a foot. Number two, it just seems fake as fuck. I feel like we could make one of our own and put it in a frame and hang it on the wall here and call it... Okay, so you're over here debunking the skeptic corner. Yeah. So... Well, I, am, I am on this side of the table today. I am on the skeptic <laughs> Okay, skeptic <laughs> corner, so... <laughs> Now, I mean, I believe there could be something out there in those woods in Alpine for sure. But oh, there is. So you think the Alpine one is credible, Proctor Valley, not so much? Well, it's just there's really only that one report of it. I mean, maybe there's some locals that have some reports of it out in Alpine. but Oh, there's a bunch of Alpine ones. That's just the most, I feel like, credible and famous account. That's an account... That's a case that it's was just, actually opened by the sheriff's department. I feel like, you know, back in the Boy Scouts days, I've seen <laughs> a lot of tracks, a lot of footprints, and <laughs> this one just isn't holding up. Okay. It seriously looks like someone just took a piece of clay and, like, marked where the fucking fingers are, and then, the, oh, that's it. So, possibly some fuckery going on there. <laughs> that's what we're thinking? Some Tom fuckery. Oh, Some definitely. Tom foolery. Okay. So, perfect segue into our next segment. Um... This is how I feel we've cracked it. So had to do some digging, but I found a Star News article. Now, this is local National City Chula Vista um, paper. Um, now, this article is by Chris Morin, uh, published in 2003. Now, he says, in a letter from retired Sweetwater Union High School district teacher and counselor Marilyn Plus, she explains that there were these pranksters, basically. So this guy, Otto Rowland, and his friend John Eaton, uh, they both grew up on dairy farms in Bonita and Sunnyside, respectively. Now, these two boys were the same age, very close friends. Uh, the year was 1947. Now, this is the oldest, um, you know, origin story, I guess you could say, that I found. So one day, Otto and John were riding their horses on San Miguel Road on the way to Ricky Lake to oh, go okay. fishing. Okay, Ricky Lake. 
<laughs> Sounds a little suspicious already. Ricky Lake, that's uh, basically now what's East Lake. Well, let's call it that because Ricky Lake sounds like a talk show host from the 90s. Okay, so this is true. Uh, they're in East Lake, what is now known as East Lake. But I guess back then it was Ricky Lake, <laughs> easier. Um, so while they're riding. That analogy? <laughs> so while they're riding, uh, they saw a cow in distress and they go to help this cow. Essentially, this cow was giving birth, but the calf had died. Uh, so, you know, both these, these kids uh, were raised on dairy farms, seen plenty of live births, I assume, uh, familiar with this. So they take the calf, uh, free the cow, um, but they still have this stillborn calf. They decide to play a little prank. That's fucked up. Yeah, and it gets more fucked up. So they created a story of a monster living on Proctor Valley Road. Their story was that the monster killed a newborn calf and chewed on it. And then left it there. Like so, a piece of bubble gum. Yep. So they used their knives to make a few cuts on the calf, make it look like something chewed on it. Oof. Now, first off, that's your first reaction to <laughs> to helping out this this cow. Uh, hey, let's just take our knife and cut a few chew marks, <laughs> play a little prank. You know, different times, different times. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. So then... They proceed to hang this on a barbed wire fence, uh, splayed out, uh, you know, like fucking um, Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. They splay this fucking calf out on a barbed wire fence. You know, again, bunch of savages in these towns, (laughs) these damn kids. Uh, So, and I would have got away with for it. And you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So I previously had rained the night before. Damn kids and their dog. So they stomp, they stomp some tracks in the mud nearby, and the only thing left, they said, was, hey, let's spread this fucking story around. And the rest, they say, is history. Uh, you know, this guy Otto Roland, I think, uh, still lives in Pine Valley, apparently, and John Eaton was actually killed in Korea in 1951, um, and I believe... The museum we visited, the fire station right by it, is is named uh, in his honor, or something mm. like that. Let's read something like that. So you know, basically, boom, that's the fucking thing right there. These two kids, these pranksters. Couple of damn kids. Damn kids. Hey, I mean, we weren't the best kids growing up. Exactly. Molotov but, uh, cocktails. Hell, in we the were just throwing around Molotov cocktails. We weren't cutting up a damn cow and, and spreading some legends around. So, you know. Probably just these damn kids. But! (laughs) And there is a but. In reading through Sergeant Hughes' report that we mentioned earlier, he claimed to work extensively on the Badar case. Bador. Bador case. uh, The Zubis case. And he found that the Viejas Indians... Let's um, call them Native Americans. (laughs) <laughs> the Viejas Native Americans, uh, they got a reservation just north of Interstate 8. Great stuff. Had a legend about a giant hairy man that was the protector of their burial grounds. Those burial grounds located just two miles north of where Batter lived. So now, obviously, we know any Native American legend is going to be much older than these damn kids in and 1947. Dog. Yep. In 1947. So do we connect the two? Do we think maybe one of these creatures from Alpine wandered its way down to Hamul? Maybe. I mean, we know 
ran out of cows to eat up there. So <laughs> hell. and down here, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, farms on that road, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Now, honestly, what I think it could be is uh, just kind of a combination of everything. I mean, you've got the Native American legends just not the far perfect off. Storm going on. Yeah, you've got the damn kids messing around. <laughs> you've got the cartels trying to smuggle drugs and humans on the road. You've got it's it's everything. It's you a know, case this, fit for Zuby Doo. Oh, this is a classic. Um, what do you got? Smorgasbord of urban legends. And again, outskirts of town, unpaved road. Nobody really lives out there, so you can't really discredit this stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you go out there, probably going to see something. You might. So. This would be a good one. Like, if you guys are listening, you're down in San Diego, go check out Proctor Valley. Share with us what you guys know. Oh, definitely. And if anybody knows anything else, I mean, like I said, a lot of the research for this one all stems from this. I mean, earliest stuff I could find on it was the 2001 Reader article. I mean, we've got the stories that date back to 47, but again, those are just letters written in later articles. Um, Really, not a lot has been um, done on this case. I mean, the Zubies, they have extensive cases on, but Proctor Valley Monster, not really much. I mean, maybe there's not much there, but still. Um, I mean, it's, it's mostly word of mouth. Classic urban legend, classic tall tales. Um... So, yeah, I mean, let us know what you guys think. And if anybody out there can find anything more, I mean, I had up a few people and um, nothing really uh, besides these articles I was able to find on the Internet. Mere Internet stories, if you will. <laughs> um, and the plaster footprint, go check it out at the Bonita Cultural Museum. Free admission. Uh, nice people. They got a lot of interesting stuff in there. This footprint, <laughs> one of the more cooler things they have, and it's right at the, at, at the front. Uh, so, you know, if you're ever in San Diego, go check it out. If you're brave enough, um, go travel uh, Proctor Valley Road. And, um, yeah. Let us know what you guys think. Um, as always, glad to have Rob back. Oh, yeah. um, it's been a hell of a time. Good to be back, boys. Uh, you know, a lot of technical difficulties while you were away. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but we've got them solved. We've got some new stuff coming for you guys. Um, stay tuned. As always, you know, feel free to slide in those DMs, podcast from outer space on IG, or hit us up on the old email, podcast from outer space at gmail.com. And uh, we did just, just get a fresh batch of those stickers in. So, you know, if you want to get your hands on some of those, I know a lot of people back home were excited about it. Holler at your boy. Thanks again for listening, guys. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Hunter, who brought the valley road? Lady, you know, why you know that's wrong for me? You make a very pretty call.